Welcome to Key 3 Educators, helping you excel as a Christian school leader, educator, or homeschooler as you outfit students to learn themselves, love God, and live connected. Here's your host, Stephanie Smith. Hello there. Welcome back to Key 3 Educators. I'm Stephanie Smith, and I'm committed to helping you unlock your leadership and teaching excellence, whether that's in your school, classroom, or as a home educator. So think of me as the aid that you rely on to bring you resources to help you accomplish your calling. Today on episode 29, we're going to be brave and delve into the world of AI, specifically as it relates to writing, because ready or not, the AI issue is here. Before we jump in, have you signed up for the Three Keys newsletter yet? Well, if not, why not? You know, there's just one insight, idea, or resource between good, better, and best. There's no cost, only benefits. You can sign up at the website, key3educators.com, and start accumulating your benefits today. You've got smartphone technology all worked out, right? Oh, if only it were so easy to decide, what do we do with the smartphones? How do we create policies around that? And maybe just about the time you feel like you've got that taken care of, here comes AI right behind it. Jasper, chat, GPT. And here's the thing. We don't know what's going to be coming next. Just when we think we've got it kind of figured out, here comes something else that we're going to have to wrestle with in education. Today, I'm going to talk about AI and primarily its application to teaching writing assignments. You know, it was a lot easier to identify plagiarism when most students were still getting information from the shelf of Britannica encyclopedias. Anybody else remember those? And even with the internet, you could copy and paste a portion of a student's work into the search bar. And what do you know? This paper looks astonishing like the video assignment a student from a the country posted two years ago. And now with AI generated content, even that capacity to track down plagiarism is severely limited, if not altogether gone. Universities have already adopted some AI generated snoopers, if you will. This software that tags students' work so that it says, I think this could have been generated by IA, allowing the professor to do some more investigation. But even this software is not 100% accurate. So what to do with this technology? Here's a few thoughts. Number one, accept there is no way to completely ban the use of AI. If that's the position that is adopted, it's going to be absolutely unenforceable. You might be able to enforce parts of it, but you're never going to be able to enforce it 100%. It's like saying, there will be no bad attitudes in my classroom. <laughs> Have fun with that one. Number two, engage students and parents in conversations about the ethics, benefits, and downsides of AI. It'd be a great idea to have a parent meeting that would specifically address the use of AI to explain policies and not just what the policies are, but why they are. Demonstrate that you have wrestled with this idea and that there are principles undergirding the policies that have been made. And so don't just say, here's the policy, 
but go deeper than that and explain the why behind that. That isn't because you have to justify every policy. It is a way of training people to think beyond what might just come to them naturally. And for students, it is equipping them with a way to make decisions that absolutely will carry over into other aspects of life and they can carry forward throughout their life. We don't have to approach explaining every answer to a why question from a defensive standpoint. I understand there comes a point that it's kind of like the old, well, because I said so or because this is the policy, but that shouldn't be our first line of response, especially to something as complicated and as prevalent as AI is and it's only going to continue to become. So as you engage students and parents in conversations and even amongst your own staff, what are the ethics and benefits and downsides of AI? Here's a few things to think about. Number one, no technology is inherently good or bad. One could argue the printing press was a horrible invention. I mean, think about all of the things that have been printed, which have not served us well. The things that have been printed that are absolutely evil. Do we go back and say, well, we sure wish that Gutenberg never would have made the progress he did with the printing press. No, of course not. What we're dealing with right now as it relates to AI and writing is somewhat similar to what the art and photography world have been dealing with in recent years with programs like Photoshop. And there's a wide range of opinions on how this should be used in the art and photo world. So for example, several years ago, I was at a photography conference and this came after a son and I had taken a trip and we had hiked through the uh, Joshua Tree National Park. And we were there and there was this beautiful landscape of rocks. And I could see that if I waited until just the right time as the sun was setting and the moon was coming out, there was this u-shape between two of these huge mountains of rocks where the moon would be perfectly positioned it would just look like it was supposed to be there and so i am out there in the desert literally waiting until just the right moment so i can capture this scene and this perfect placement of the moon well then here I am at this photography conference and the instructor is showing how you could take a landscape photo that didn't have any moon in it whatsoever and how you could copy and paste a moon into it and then do some of this lighting adjustment and voila, wouldn't that spruce up your photo? And I have to say, I was a little miffed because I'm like, I got my men because I stood out there in that desert for several hours and I waited and I positioned myself and I had to do all this work to get this photo. And I really had to wrestle with, well, do I think of that in terms of just good photo editing and good use of technology or do I think of that as cheating? And there's a legitimate question there and I don't know that there's a cut and dry answer to that. I think it comes back down to our expectations. What do we expect a person did when they painted a picture or they took a photograph? Was it all right there in nature exactly as it happened? What about the use of filters and about the use of uh, timing technology so that you can take a picture 
one day at a certain time, and then you can go back later at a certain time, and you can overlap those pictures. You can stack and layer them together to do a composite photo. Is that smart and savvy, or is that cheating? The same thing is going to be what we are wrestling with, with the use of AI. In this conversation, this is where we really need to bring out to our students that it's what people do with technology that turns it from a neutral into a positive or negative, into a good or bad, or even a right and wrong. And that is always gonna be motivated by what is in a person's heart. Technology makes discovering what's in the heart easier or harder. One of the reasons that some sexual addictions have exploded is because of technology. You no longer have to get in a vehicle or on a bike or just put your shoes on and drive or walk to a physical location, open a door, walk in, select a magazine or a book or a video, walk to the counter, hand over physical cash or card or check, and then walk out with a physical object that you then have to find some way to hide, to store, to retrieve without somebody else finding out about it that you want to keep it hidden from. And those physical barriers made it easier for people to not have to wrestle through with that tendency or that desire in their heart. Now you don't have any of those physical barriers. You can just pick up your phone and voila, there you go. So technology does have an impact on what we can do with what's in our heart. So this isn't a simple matter of saying, oh, well, technology is neutral. Therefore, you know, we just accept all technology and we don't have any kind of external boundaries on how it's used or even who it's available to or how it's accessible. That's irresponsible of us as well. But at the same time, we don't want to just take the opposite simplistic approach of saying technology, this particular type of technology in and of itself is somehow good or bad or right or wrong or whatever, because that's not an objective fact. And students and parents are going to say, well, if you're trying to approach how we deal with this as an objective fact, we can see through that flaw and therefore they're just going to reject the the policy. Now, they might follow the policy, but they're definitely going to reject the reason for it and it will undermine your credibility in other areas. So AI produces this fantastic opportunity to talk about ethics and to talk about what's in a person's heart and what motivates people and about right and wrong and about values and principles. Ethics are always tied to expectations, always. You know, we talked about expectations in the last episode, and this is a great way to be able to have a conversation about what is it we expect of ourselves, of others, and where do those expectations have their basis? Do they have their basis in a subjective view of the world, or do they have their basis in an objective outside perspective and view of the world and an external establishment of right and wrong. And of course, as Christians, we have that external source of our ethics and values, and that is found in God and in Jesus Christ. Also in this conversation, brainstorm. What are the benefits of AI? What could they be in the future? 
and brainstorm what are the downsides of AI? How could this be used for bad purposes in the future? Where can it help people individually and where will it be a downside to people? And then specifically in discussing AI as it relates to writing, there's some legitimate questions here and engaging in these conversations and this dialogue with students and and also with parents and with your team, it demonstrates an intellectual honesty to look at things from an objective standpoint and, and from a place of complexity and a willingness to engage, not just from a simplistic mindset. So for example, is using AI to get a person started in writing any different than when a teacher gives a writing prompt? Um, AI can be used to say, give me some prompts on this topic. Is that any different than when a teacher says, here's three writing prompts for your essay, I want you to choose one? Is an outline to get a student started in a composition, is that any different than when a teacher kind of walks through an outline process for what a composition could look like? When is it appropriate to use AI as a set of crutches and when does it become a crutch that someone no longer needs? And when is it appropriate to use it like a set of trekking poles that you're going on a hike with? Another legitimate question is, is using AI to review writing any different than when a teacher gives writing feedback or for a professional author, is it any different than when they hire an editor? All worthwhile books have an editor. That's just a standard part of the writing process. So if we hand off that ability and that responsibility to artificial intelligence, is that any different than if we hand it off to a living, breathing human being? So engage in intellectually honest and curious conversations with students and parents about AI, and especially with students. This isn't going to be a one and done conversation. This is an ongoing conversation that you're gonna to need to come back to time and time again. And you don't wanna just tie this conversation to when a student has been caught cheating or when it's just giving them warnings about plagiarism. You want to bring this into a dialogue and a conversation in a bigger picture about our personal responsibilities, about our ethics and our values, and about how we engage and approach with life. A third response to this is to assume the responsibility to continually cast a vision for your students and your parents to create a heart that honors God above all else. The Christian faith gets lived out in very practical earthy things like how do I deal with AI? And here again, I think if we make this too simplistic, like it's all good or it's all bad, it's right, it's wrong, it's whatever, then we're not going to give students the abilities that they need because the heart is more complicated than that. All the decisions that we make in life that are a matter of our faith aren't just between what is right and what is wrong. Sometimes it's also looking at the motivation behind what we're doing. There, what we may be doing may be great, but the motivation behind it might not be great. So we want to be able to, even using AI, to foster a mindset in our students about the importance of what is this saying about my heart? Where is this drawing my heart? Where is this creating a temptation for my heart? Um, is this something that I can use to protect my heart? 
in a positive way? Is this something that I can use to strengthen my heart as well? Alrighty, well, we're going to stop here and we're going to continue with this in the next episode as we continue to look at how do we adapt AI and adopt AI to this skill of writing as we are teaching students about this important life skill of wrestling with words so that we can put them out onto a page or into a script of some kind or even using them verbally. So we're going to pick up with this next week. Hey, in the meantime, check out the website, key3educators.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out speaking engagements on the speaking page. Sign up for the Three Keys newsletter. And if you have any questions or comments or resources that you want to share about AI and using that in your school or in your classroom, reach out and let me know about that. You can find contact information and the contact form on the website, key3educators.com. Remember this, you have an impact that is immeasurable, eternal, and irreplaceable. Thank you for being with us today. For information on speaking engagements and resources for your school or family, visit the website, key3educators.com. Remember, learn yourself, love God, and live connected.